High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Second birthday edition of High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results First, want to give a special shout-out to all our healthcare heroes out there. Thanks for doing the job that you're doing. And I want to give a special shout-out to myself and you slumberers out there and everyone who's made High School Slumber Party such, I don't know, such an important part of, well, my life, but maybe your life as well. Who knows? I really, really appreciate it. This is our second birthday, two years since we launched the podcast and oh my god i'm so happy i'm so excited thank you thank you thank you everyone who made this day possible thank you everyone at cageclub.me joey lewandowski mike manzi all my friends that i've made there this is such a special day for me such an honor to make it two years sometimes i never even thought i would make it two years but we got a lot of high school movies to cover and i can't wait and of course we're doing 16 candles today I made a pledge that on every birthday we have that we would talk about Sixteen Candles. Not because it's the best movie, but it is an iconic high school movie. And why not, right? It's a birthday movie. It's our birthday. Woo! I can't wait. And our guest this week, all the way from Australia, a slumberer herself, Shawnee Mead. We have an awesome conversation, a fun conversation. And if you want to get like more into like the nitty-gritty of 16 Candles, you can listen to our last 
year's episode with Jenny O'Connell and our follow-up episode, I swear we talked for like four hours last year. It's broken up, don't worry. But we have a more succinct discussion this year for you. It's so much fun. I I can't say that enough, but homework. I'm not going to forget about your homework just because I'm hopped up on cake and ice cream. Nuh-uh-uh. We have some homework to discuss. Did you listen to the last episode we did, last Friday's episode, on Dead Poet Society with John Harden? I love talking with John Harden. It was an awesome episode. I actually checked out his chess lecture over the weekend. That's fun. You definitely want to check out his chess lectures, even if you're not a chess pro. You will be if you watch them, listen to them, however you want to process them, absorb them. (laughs) That was super fun. So did you do your homework for this week? Did you listen to the 16 Candles episode? I sure hope you did. Hmm, what else? What other homework? Let's check my list. Oh yeah, of course. Wherever you're listening to us right now, I want you to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please, 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 it helps us out so much. If you want to give me a birthday gift as the host of High School Slumber Party, it's by hitting the subscribe button. Or how about giving us a five-star rating wherever you can? How about writing us a review wherever you can? And maybe the biggest gift of all, the best gift of all, wrapped in a nice, tight little bow, that would be telling a friend about all the great and wonderful things that happen on High School Slumber Party each and every week. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We might be being homeschooled temporarily, but remember, the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. I brought the bell home with me. I love saying that. I'm going to miss saying that. But whatever, it's here for the short term, maybe the long haul, who knows? Let's not get dark today. Let's talk about our birthday. Let's talk about 16 Candles. You say it's your birthday. It's my birthday too. A film, of course, about a high school girl. She turns 16, and everyone has forgotten her birthday. And guys, I'm serious. If I get zero birthday wishes on social media, I'm going to be very upset. I don't want to have a Samantha situation here, okay? Remember, class participation is a huge part of your grade, and you can participate on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, really wherever. And, of course, you can email me at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. Birthday wishes are appreciated, though not expected. But again, they are appreciated. Oh, speaking of social media, I mentioned this last week, but on Thursday, Thursday evening, my good friend Christian Larson and I We are co-hosting a Zoom watch party. It's going to be high school films. We're going to let the watchers vote for what film they want to vote for. There'll be a ballot, of course. This is going to be democratic and fair. But there's, you know, probably like four or five choices. Definitely keep an eye on our social media for that because it's going to be fun. I've loved to pop in on these Zoom watches that my friends have been doing. So we said, why not? Let's do a high school movie one. Let's theme it up, if you will. So there'll be a Zoom chat name. There'll be a password. And all that will be coming soon on social media. I can't wait. Again, it's going to be loads of fun. So let's get this celebration started. Put on your favorite jammies. 
tell your mother you're going to have a birthday party with Brian because we're about to get our party on. Eh, that was a little clunky. I leave you with a song from the film, the song that actually ends the movie. Do you remember what it is? No? It is Thompson Twins, If You Were Here. Class dismissed. birthday shawnee well not my birthday yeah <laughs> i should say high school slumber party's birthday i keep doing that i don't know why <laughs> you know so happy to have you on for this film as i pledged last year every year we would do 16 candles on my birthday because it i did it again <laughs> on your birthday <laughs> i want it to be my birthday so badly maybe that's why no but <laughs> it can be your other birthday you can have two i feel like i put so much into the show that i feel like it's my birthday but no <laughs> every year on high school slumber party's birthday i've wanted to do 16 candles because it is a historic teen film it is it's... and it's one of the only birthday centered teen films anyway. absolutely and it's like one of the most birthday centered films yeah. so i think it's perfect well no 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 to be clear, I don't think the film is perfect. <laughs> I think it's the perfect one to do for a birthday episode. Yeah. And again, just a reminder, we covered this last year if you want to get into the nitty gritty. Just want to have fun today. We have to do our, our procedures, though. We have to follow the rules because that's what, that's mm-hmm. what school is all about. So, uh, Shawnee, please introduce yourself in the classic high school slumber party model. All right. Well, hello again, everyone. I'm Shawnee. Um, I graduated in 2007 from Oatbeck Area School. We won't go into the uh, <laughs> mascot thing again because uh, didn't have one. So, uh. Nope. Okay. Again, thank you for coming and celebrating High School Slumber thank- Party's b- birthday with me. We've completed our second calendar year, but right. we're still in our sophomore year of school. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> first question, uh, what's your history with 16 Candles? I'm assuming this isn't the first time you saw it. So when was the first time you saw it? And you um, know, what did you think of it? originally i think i was about 14 when i first saw it um my mom gave it to me well she ended up giving it to me as a birthday present then um i think she was thinking about saving it so i'd see it for the first time when i was 16 but she wanted me to watch it earlier um but yeah for my 16th birthday party we set up a projector at the back and all my friends came around and we watched 16 candles and none of them had seen it before so i mean that sounds really nice it sounds fun that's a very memorable time right there yeah (laughs) So I don't know when the first time I saw this movie, but I think it was also passed down 
by my mother. Like you, ha- you have to watch it. And it was around when I was sixteen. It wasn't mm. on a birthday or anything, but it was certainly when I was in high school. Mm. And it- it's funny because again, this is like a seminal teen classic. As parents pass it down to their kids, maybe they shouldn't. Maybe <laughs> they should. F- I don't know. Maybe they should pass down another John Hughes first. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, or maybe this film needs more of a disclaimer. Like, oh, mm. it's great but there are certain things that you should be aware of. <laughs> so I sort of feel uh, like this one, maybe seeing it when you're a bit younger is better because then you don't notice all the really problematic things about it. <laughs> just as long as you don't learn from it. I think, yes. I think you're okay. But there's a lot I enjoy about this movie. There's a lot that, mm-hmm. yeah, is very problematic today. Definitely. Every year I plan on bringing a different guest on for my birthday episode and I think that they'll all come to that consensus. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably going to be different levels of love for different things. Yeah. I always say I could have a podcast with anyone about any movie. Mm-hmm. And if it's nine different people, you're going to get nine different shows. Definitely. It's rare that people, you know, that the people react to the same things mm-hmm. all the time. And I, I think this is a movie that... Yeah, there's a lot of familiar stuff. But even on this watch, I was like, oh, I didn't remember this. So uh, it's interesting. But again, every week, in case you're somehow not familiar with 16 Candles, I do read the back of DVD or VHS. And I'm actually holding a VHS copy in my hand right now. So I will read directly from it. (laughs) It's Samantha Baker's Sweet 16. And no one in her family remembers the important occasion. John Hughes, writer of National Lampoon's Vacation Show's how coming of age can be full of surprises in this warm-hearted teenage comedy starring Molly Ringwald. She's your average teen, enduring creepy freshmen, spoiled siblings, confused parents, and the big blonde on campus who stands between her and the boy of her dreams. But wait, the day isn't over yet. This sparkling film features a dynamic score and outstanding performances by Paul Dooley, Emmy winner Blanche Baker, and Oscar nominee, Justin Henry. Oh. I don't even know who those people are. I know they're in the movie, yeah. but like, this is, I believe, an original release uh, VHS mm. that someone gifted me. It's still in the shrink wrap. <laughs> so you notice they don't say like John Hughes of The Breakfast Club. Yeah. And they're not really highlighting Molly Ringwald too much. They're highlighting mm. all these like adults who maybe other people <laughs> knew. So yeah, that's fascinating. It's I like it. It's kind of classic there. Mm. So <laughs> I suppose because it was his first movie, because I think he wanted to make The Breakfast Club first. But yeah, that's correct. whatever studio he made it with decided that this one was more commercial. So they wanted this one first. Oh. Yeah, we're not going to dive into the nitty gritty yeah. <laughs> about everything. I've done it before, but I did want to make a note of that. So like, you know, John Hughes, obviously director of this Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm certainly has a huge place in the high school film genre Mm. of teen movies. He's on the Mount Rushmore. (laughs) In today's lens, a lot of the stuff is problematic, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's not great stuff and it's not important. Mm. That would be foolish of me. It is really, really, really important. At the time, there was not a focus on teen movies and John Mm. Hughes and later Amy Heckerling and so many other people, but John Hughes was one of the first to be like, hey, Teens matter. Yeah, teens have And a boy. their feelings matter. <laughs> exactly. So he's important. That being said, you know, we're going to, again, point out some things that don't age well, but I think <laughs> yes. we'll also be pointing out things that did age well and that are timeless. You're absolutely right. This was his first 
uh, film, his first teen film, he wrote The Breakfast Club. He wanted to do The Breakfast Club. He saw mm-hmm. it as even easier to do than this. Mm-hmm. But while he was, you know, looking for actors for The Breakfast Club, he came across a very unknown Molly Ringwald's headshot. He was so inspired by her headshot that he wrote this film, 16 Candles. Mm. You're right. When the studio saw it, they're like, oh, this one's really marketable. Let's do this one first. Mm. And he's like, if I'm going to do it, I want to get that person who inspired me with the headshot. (laughs) And it came down to her and very ironically, Ali Sheedy. Oh. (laughs) And remember, this this is before The Breakfast Club. And he ended up casting Molly Ringwald, and it makes sense again. Mm. He, he kind of wrote it with her, her in mind. But you never know, right? He just saw a headshot. He could have brought her in, and she could have just been a terrible actor. Yeah. Thank God she wasn't. Yeah, but... definitely. So I guess Ali Sheedy was like his backup. <laughs> but <laughs> at, at the end of the day, both of them are in The Breakfast Club. He certainly would give Ali Sheedy some other parts later, yeah. parts she well-earned, because I loved Ali Sheedy. Yeah, she's great. But yeah, I mean... I think it's just like a, a really fun quirk of this film that it came down to the two of them. And that's kind of the, you know, the background mm. of this movie. A lot of it is based on his writing uh, for National Lampoon. Yeah, and you can see in all the party stuff, it seems like it's imported out of some National Lampoon's type movie rather than yeah. the rest of the tone. Like it's a weird tone, that bit. Like it doesn't really go with all the Molly Ringwald stuff. No, I mean, and I think he will move away from this a little bit later. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. There's a lot of National Lampoons in here, and including a character who we'll definitely talk about later. But, you know, (laughs) we'll get into that. (laughs) You know, normally I'll go over the cast, but I kind of just want to have a free-ranging conversation. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask for... Something you liked, and then something you didn't like, and then something you liked, and then something you didn't like, mm-hmm. and so on. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that sounds good. First, something you liked about 16 Candles. Well, I think I was like the opening credits scene. Just the way they kind of establish all the teens in the school, that sort of thing. Oh, I yeah. mean, that bit is obviously still iconic. It's still influencing teen films today. I mean, the whole Lara Jean, Peter Kay thing, and she like thinks that putting a hand in a jeans pocket is like a, you know... romantic teen thing to do so it's still you know that scene is still inspiring everyone but it gives you like a whole range of like all the different types of teens even just from their shoes I think it really just sets the scene perfectly for just you know teens going to school that sort of thing but I always really like that it's so influential Mm. too now look I'm sh- a lot of movies open this way, but how many teen films have we seen open this way? Mm. Like, this is the high school. This is life in high school. This is the high school culture yeah. that you're going to be experiencing this <laughs> film. I agree. I like this scene a lot. Mm. As you were talking, you know, the light bulb went off in my head. I decided that we should kind of reformat this a little. Okay. So any uh, thing we like or dislike, mm-hmm. we're going to call our candles. And we're going to find <laughs> 16 candles to discuss today. Okay. On the 16 candle episode. All right, we could do that. So then in that case, our first candle was lit for the opening scene. Bravo. (laughs) I'll light the second candle. And for the second candle, I'm going to pick something I liked. Because let's start things off on a positive note. Yeah, just get worse as it goes along. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to light a candle for Molly Ringwald. Because Molly Ringwald Mm. is amazing. Of course. Still is, but such an iconic performance. In my opinion, as important as John Hughes is, 
Molly Ringwald is to this film as well. Mm. She makes the movie. Sam is such a relatable character. Yeah. Yeah, she's so relatable. Like, she, like, looks cool. Mm. Like, I love her hair. I love her hats. Like, the way <laughs> yeah. she's dressed. The, the way she talks. I mean, I know some of the things she might say is problematic. But <laughs> I'll say this. Like, she's not saying things that maybe, like, a suburban 80s teen wouldn't say. So it's not, like, completely out of left field. Everyone can relate to maybe not their parents forgetting their 16th birthday but everyone could relate to being a teen and feeling forgotten and feeling lonely Mm -hmm. and having a crush on a girl or guy and that being unrequited or even you know just feeling like you're in this competition every day of your life and you just kind of want to do your thing Mm -hmm. or even being harassed by people you know (laughs) which happens in this film these are real things that happen and I think Molly Ringwald's performance as Samantha Baker is one of the all-time greatest high school performances. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think she's um great in that. And I think also part of it is because she was the right age. I think she was about 15 at the time. So that's yeah. why she just seems because she was actually just bringing her own normal teen stuff to it. So I think Yeah, and it's like it awkward so and it's real. Yeah. All of that was happening inside her at the time anyway, so <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. And again, especially her being an unknown at this point, she feels like a real teen. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Shawnee, third candle. Ooh. Something you like, something you dislike, um, whatever. I think I'm going to go with something that I like. It's like a tiny little scene, end of the scene, where the geek is obviously harassing Molly Ringwald on the bus, and then she finally gets off. But then it like pans over to little Joan Cusack sitting there <laughs> with a <her> little like <laughs> neck brace. And she's just like, you know, sitting on the bus. She's sort of trying to like engage with what's happening on the bus. But she's kind of like, yeah, mm, OK. Um, I just think her little scenes in the film, she just whenever she's on the screen, she just she doesn't have any lines. But I feel like she just steals the movie every time she just pops up with her little like, you know, weird things that she's doing or like her awful jumper with the skirt on it. <laughs> A hundred percent. I agree with you. Joan Cusack, though, such an understated performance mm. is amazing. Like you said, steals the screen. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll light the third candle for Joan Cusack. We will. To expand on it, there's a lot of great background characters yeah. who don't have any lines, who, yeah, maybe are a little silly, maybe are a little National Lampoon-y, <laughs> like, toned down. But some of them are really, really great, led by Joan Cusack. Yeah. I mean, she... I think she's like the best character in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's definitely not problematic, so she's safe. She doesn't do anything wrong. I mean, I suppose if you count her dental woes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not problematic. Maybe rude to make fun of, but it's not that bad. Yeah. We've seen much worse. We see much worse in this film. Yes, we do. I'm glad you brought up the bus, and I'm glad you brought up the geek slash farmer Ted, yeah. as he's known at different times. Mm. Uh, he's my fifth candle mm-hmm. and i don't know look he's terrible terrible <laughs> i don't, i'm not blaming anthony michael hall <laughs> because i actually think anthony michael hall is awesome yeah in this. he is sleazy he is gross but he's also a nerd you feel yeah. vulnerable about him too yeah he just like i think he just throws himself into this role but yeah he's kind of i mean i'm pretty you know from all the 15 year old boys i met when i was at school they're all pretty much like that. I don't know. They're all like, you know, they're geeky, but they think they're cool and like have this weird confidence, even though they're massive nerds. But I think he's great in the part. It's just the part is a bit, you know, awkward at times. Absolutely. But the last time I think I watched it, I was really down on this character. 
This time I'm going to go to bat for him a little (laughs) and for something you said exactly. While it is disgusting and wrong (laughs) and illegal in a lot of scenes, very illegal. Yes. Yeah. Like if you got transported to the 80s or maybe even today, let's be honest, (laughs) but if you got transported to the 80s to this high school, there would be someone acting like this. It's a hyper masculinity that's definitely not earned. Mm. He thinks he's so cool, as you said. Yeah. He's stealing lines that he sees in the movies (laughs) and TV. Mm. And he, he thinks this is what women want. And he's genuinely disappointed when it's not the case. So as much as the character is problematic... It's not unrealistic. And Anthony Michael Hall kills it mm. as this character. Yeah, he definitely does. Like the bit when he's dancing, that bit is hilarious. I know like, you know, Molly Ringwald has completely had enough because he's in her space. But the way he's just like doing that scene, like, you know, acting wise, I think that that scene's funny. But yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like, I think you can appreciate a performance mm. and not think that the character is morally okay. You know, like, yeah. that's fine. And the creepiness there lies in the writing, and mm. I think we'll talk about it, but there are other characters who, in my mind, make more obvious, egregious yes, uh, boo-boos, if you will. Mm. But yeah, so I don't know if light that's a positive <laughs> candle or a negative candle for the geek. Maybe it's a little bit mm. of both. Maybe it's a but neutral candle. I, I, yeah, neutral <laughs> yeah. candle, if you will. Like I said, on the last watch, I think I was really down on him. On this watch, I was like, oh, he's actually doing a really, really good job yeah. for what he's given. Mm. And and again, he, he felt real too. Just like Molly Ringwald felt real, he felt real. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shawnee, fifth candle's up to you. All right. Um, I think, yeah, I think I'll go a sort of neutral candle again, just sort of leading on from Anthony Michael Hall's character. His two friends, I feel like they kind of, <laughs> obviously they're even geekier than... Palmer Ted somehow I don't know because he is massively geeky <laughs> but yeah they're sort of just a fun pair of like backup characters sort of for his kind of role but I think they just bring a lot of funniness themselves to the role obviously um one is played by the other Cusack John Cusack also making an appearance and he gets lines yes that despite <laughs> him still blocking us on Twitter yeah we, we are yes. John Cusack fans here yes, our, your old <laughs> friend John Cusack <laughs> I think he just seems like a natural in that part as well like he just seems really real as a teen never seen the other guy in anything else actually don't know if he was in anything else but they just seem like a really good pair and they seem kind of like they'd be the sidekicks of like the king of the nerds because they kind of seem they almost seem a little bit more normal but they seem like they wouldn't want to be in charge so they're kind of just happy to just go along do their geeky playing video games wearing two pairs of pajamas but lit so they're wearing like you know one shirt and one pair of pants from a different pair of pajamas but like i think they're just like a funny support (laughs) kind of you know comedy kind of duo in the background (laughs) absolutely i think they have the same problems that farmer ted has Mm. they kind of sometimes do problematic things but they're also doing his bidding yeah they are great they're hilarious Mm. like again i wish they weren't like taking a picture of an unconscious lady yeah you know stuff like that but <laughs> taking a picture of something else, that scene is hilarious. The way they just like make so much noise and they come outside and then he's like, oh, you know what would be really beautiful? Black and white. And then they just sit. Wait a minute, you know, black and white, it would just capture the moment so nicely. When, oh. oh. 
Did you take the picture already? I love that Admiring line. the photography of it all. I crack up every time at that line. Yeah. And again, their characters are named Cliff and Bryce. Yeah. They're just perfect. You've picked two Cusack things in a row, but I dig it. They were both on my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're great. They're great. I always laugh at them. Just like the stuff they put on their head. And yeah. Their talk of aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Female extraterrestrials. Uh, oh, man. It's funny. But... And then a little bit with the like scary guys that you think they're going to beat them up, but actually they put them in the boot of their car and drop them home. So they get home safe. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's a good one. Okay. Sixth candle is mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we'll be like grasping at straws later for candles <laughs> or we'll, uh, you know, have candles extra in the bag. Who knows? But sixth candle, I definitely got one. And this is largely a plus. Mm-hmm. I know people have disagreed with me in the past. But I actually really like the dad in this movie. Yes, he forgets her birthday. Mm. Yes, he completely he completely doesn't understand mm. why his daughter is upset. <laughs> but I like that he's not that he's a character that learns and he realizes like what is going on in her life. He relates to her and eventually he's like look, we'll talk about Jake Ryan later, but eventually yes. he's like you don't have to go to this reception, you know, just if you want to do that, like if that makes you happy, go for it. You know, and he's he's really one of the people who, who lifts her spirits from being completely down in the dumps to, <clears throat> hey, you know, I got some, uh, you know, like there's something going for me. I mean, yeah, I think he's, um, as movie parents go, he's he's okay, I think. But yeah, he's kind of a bit useless. But I mean, every parent in... Oh, trust me. <laughs> every parent in teen films always are, but... Trust me, for like a teen-focused yeah. film, he's like one of the characters who's given the most like lines and love and mm. and he is like a funny sort of character like he's not offensive in any way he's sort of just you know a bit useless but you know all movie dads are like that so yeah i think he's um he's all right <laughs> i think the only time where he's kind of offensive is to like the groom's family yeah but which they're depicted yeah offensively anyway yes but yeah <laughs> yeah with the whole like godfather theme in the background and like mm. Which doesn't, yeah, which uh, <laughs> I, I think I went into it last time. It doesn't make any sense. Like, they don't even have, like, an Italian last name. They're not, like, yeah, the wrist necessarily check. depicted. Uh, mm. Yeah, the wrist checks. Yeah, okay. Like, John Hughes, have you met an Italian person before? Yeah. <laughs> I do like, always like that line when he goes, like, you know, I thought she said his name was Rudy. Like, why doesn't he, he just had dinner with him. Why doesn't he know the name of the guy his daughter's marrying? <laughs> I do like that line, though, because it it reminds me, like, this is a pretty forgetful dad. Yeah, and I think they're just like, I don't actually know why she's marrying this guy after six months. But anyway, we just don't remember his name because we don't like him. But (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Shawnee, seventh candle, you're up. Hmm. I feel like it's not sort of like a negative. I don't know. It sort of is a bit. I feel like they could have given Molly Ringwald a better best friend. I just don't feel like she's very understanding of any of the problems that she's having on this really bad birthday. <laughs> no, I, I, I can agree with that. Mm. Like, it's interesting to point out. Like, uh, I'll put this for me more like a neutral thing, like, because she's not terrible. I think she's very teen-like. Like, yeah. She, she reminds me of someone who would be a teenager, but she's also, like you said, not really there for her friends. Yeah, because she's kind all. of like, well, you know, <laughs> other th- it could be worse. Like, but I don't know, if someone forgot her birthday, I think she'd be pretty upset. And I mean, I yeah, I get that, like, Jake Ryan is obviously a lot older and doesn't know that she's a lot, but she does like point that out all the time. Like she just doesn't seem all that, you know, amazingly supportive as a best friend should be. <laughs> I feel like just she's just telling her to stop complaining all the time, not going, you know, yeah, you know, I get what you mean. Like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> but 
best friends are often a bit like that in teen films. Either they're really supportive or they're just a bit useless or a bit mean. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so Eighth Candle belongs to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to present something I really liked about this film. Okay. And that's the soundtrack. Mm. You know, I love the music in this film. Yeah. It's very much of the time, but it feels cool. It's, it doesn't feel so dated that I don't want to listen to it. Mm. Thompson Twins, If You yeah. Were Here, great song. And how they use it is great in this. Mm-hmm. And they have some old songs too, uh, but also like Rebel Yell, yeah. Billy Idol, uh, Young Americans, David yes, Bowie. definitely. And, you know, they, I think they have like a Brian Setzer, or sorry, Stray Cats cover of 16 Candles. Mm. It's a good soundtrack. I, I, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I have it on vinyl I can't remember but it's a really good soundtrack yeah because sometimes soundtracks in these kind of films sometimes they're just kind of averagey 80s music that you've never heard before but this one definitely they put in you know songs that even now if you don't know a lot about 80s music you go oh I know that one I know that one there's like you know a whole lot of 80s hits in there that they use really well they're never just thrown in they always seem to work really well with the scene that they're in absolutely i was actually just gonna say that as well right like mm. you hear them but they're not distracting so many times i know you've seen in movies where they just like blast the song in the background mm. for like 30 seconds and it's like so distracting like okay we get <laughs> yeah, it okay. You, you put a madonna song in yeah. here you know <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get that like e- even like the stuff they're playing at the dance it kind of just floats into the background mm. and marries itself so well with what the movie is so yeah yeah. eighth candle Mm -hmm. is for the soundtrack all right great we're halfway yeah great (laughs) okay your candle shawnee Um, ninth candle all right ninth candle i feel like the scene in like the car workshop thing where sam has sort of like gone off because she's kind of you know annoyed that the little geeky guy is bothering her again and she's still upset about jake but then she kind of just disappears and sits in half the car but then the little geeky guy sort of follows her and even though it kind of ends slightly creepily I sort of feel like the conversation that they have that seems like a really good scene because he's kind of like finally listening to her and sort of it seems like he's kind of getting that you know maybe the way he's been pursuing her is not the way to go that you know you should actually just listen to what she's saying and I just feel like that conversation seems kind of really natural and just I feel like that's a good exchange between them hey Jude. just stop it okay i mean it's really been a shitty birthday for me no offense but i don't need a serenade right now what's wrong you didn't get anything good or i didn't get shit not even a happy birthday my whole family just sort of blew it off i'd freak if my family forgot my birthday it's a brand new year i'm 16 everything should be platinum i should be happy right right yeah. Well, I can't get happy. It is physically impossible for me to get happy. Would you feel better if you knew one of my secrets? Or... Don't gross me out. No, we're not talking gross here. No, it's just... It's just embarrassing. This information cannot leave this room, okay? It would devastate my reputation as a dude. No problem. I've never bagged a babe. I'm not a stud. (laughs) I got the rep in sixth grade, and it, like, I don't know, it stuck with me. 
just don't help. <laughs> Look, I appreciate you not laughing at me, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not what I meant. I meant. Pardon me. It's okay. I meant that it's okay that you did it once, but I didn't mean for you to do it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, just now I really felt how much you like me. I'm probably zoning in on my brain waves or something. Well, not really. I felt it on my leg. Come on, I don't want to see it. Oh. Sorry if I embarrassed you. I'm not embarrassed. Fresh breaths, priority in my life. I agree. I agree. Mm. They're amazing in that scene, Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald, uh, you feel real chemistry between them. Not chemistry, like they should get together. Kind yeah. of chemistry, but like chemistry that they're both teenagers having this conversation. Yeah. It feels real. It's a great conversation. It's unfortunately ends, you know, with yeah. him trying to make a move on her, which I'm like, oh, man, yeah. I, I was hoping you'd learn from this. Every time yeah. I watch it, I'm like, oh, I was hoping you'd learn that, like, if you listen to people <laughs> yeah. and... You know, it, it's a good idea. That cheapened it a little bit. I get it. It was like, especially for the time, for the laugh. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, oh, so was he just listening to her to make out with her? Because it seemed like they had a really, a real moment yeah. of connection here, which is great. Like the, the moment of connection is great. But then I feel kind of like after that bit where she's like, you know, I, I said it was okay that you did it once. I didn't want you to do it again. But at least kind of, I think after that, he sort of, they talk properly a bit more again. I mean, obviously he then ruins it again by throwing in, I made a bet and I need your knickers, but uh, I mean, that does cheapen the conversation. But I mean, then she, even though she hated him this morning, she actually gives them to him, which is kind of like, oh. Yeah, that's a little odd. Yeah. No, you're right. Good point. I was putting the order of that differently. Mm. But yeah, they do have a good conversation again. So it's not, when I look at it that way, it's not as bad. Mm. But you, you've sold me on this. You sold me on this because... When they do come back, look, the underwear thing's weird. It's obviously a gag yeah. for the movie. Yeah. But on the other hand, he's he's asking her and she does it because it's like, oh, I don't want this kid to be humiliated. You know, he should really be like, listen, I wasn't able to get it, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. But for what it's worth, you're right. The fact that they talk after that kiss yeah. kind of like corrects the fact that it happened. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. It doesn't forgive it. You know what I mean? Because I mean. later on then she's like, oh my God, I gave my panties to a geek. I think she's like, why did I do But I think at the time she sort of felt like maybe he wasn't as bad as she thought. He was just really awkward, but like trying to put on this sort of bravado to stay cool. He didn't need to charge people to see it like a big yeah. group. Like if theoretically you want to show Bryce and Cliff. Yeah, because sure, that guess. was, you know, it was just a sort of bet with them. I don't know why all of a sudden all these other boys are sneaking into the toilet paying a dollar. But who got the money? Were they splitting it between the three of them? Like, I guess. I feel like I they know. should have it's given weird. the money to Sam. But anyway. Well, yeah, she definitely earned. If I were her, I'd be like, where's my yeah, money? Yeah, where's my um. Because, you know, she gets told later that they were paying a dollar for her underwear. So she should be like, hey, you know, next week on the bus, she should be like, so where's my money? Where's my dollars? (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, tenth candle, and that's mine. Mm-hmm. We can't save all these big ones yes. to the end, as we're soon approaching yes. all our candles. Yeah. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Long Duck Dong. Uh, Let's talk yes. about it. <laughs> we can't avoid it anymore. We have to get into that. Yeah, uh, I don't know if on any watch this character was funny to people. Yeah. Maybe, maybe at the time, but... Certainly today, it's so dated. It's so cringy. Mm. I was so happy when a movie you talked about before, to, to all the boys yeah. I love before, uh, you know, Laura Jean, as she said, she loves mm-hmm. this movie. And she makes her Jake Ryan, if you will, watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Kavinsky. Mm-hmm. And he points it out. And she's like, oh, he's incredibly racist. Yeah, but we watch and it anyway. Me, like, it made me feel good about this film like oh okay mm. you can still appreciate something and kind of delete the problematic things yeah. not delete but just like acknowledge them yeah but find its essence I-, I liked that scene in that movie still yeah every time i watch this <laughs> i'm like oh my god um, i wish they'd kind of just because obviously the actor was of japanese heritage but they decided to make him chinese but i just wish that if they decided to make him a different type of Asian person that he actually was. They should have stuck with it. But it's like they keep talking about him being Chinese, but then in the background there's Japanese music. Then the opening cue of turning Japanese is in the background. Like, what what are they doing? And he's not he's sort of doing like a sort of Korean type accent. Like just pick pick what type of, you know, Asian heritage he's meant to be. Because that's why it seems more racist, I think, because it's like they just he's just a bit of everything. Like and that's not that's not right. He didn't need yeah, yeah, he didn't need to be, like, have all these stereotypes, you know? Mm. He could have toned it down. Yeah. Because, you know, f- fish out of water situations are funny. Mm. If you took, theoretically, an American person and put them in a Japanese high school, you would get some comedy out of that, yeah. right? But, like, the what they're pulling mm. for comedy is not cool, you know? Yeah. It's, like, racist stuff Mm. and i I talked about this last last year but i always want to mention that like i don't blame this actor uh Mm. getty wantanabe is his name he's talked about this in the past and he's like look at hollywood at that time Mm. there are not a lot of parts for asians and asian americans or often they'd have people that weren't even asian and they'd make them be asian like oh as we've seen in like stuff like breakfast at tiffany's you know (laughs) like all the time so i mean it's still horrible but i mean at least he is Again, he's not the right, he's not that type of Asian, like he's not Chinese, but at least he actually is Asian. But, I mean, that's probably the only okay thing about it, but like, but yeah, everything else is just a misstep. And he was pretty old when he played this character, too. He, I think he was at least 30. Oh. Um, <laughs> Doing a camera? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Mm, yeah. This is one of his first films, and this really put him on the map because he ended up doing a lot of, a lot of stuff. Uh, he did this film gung-ho which i like with michael keaton mm. he's a voice in mulan of ling mm. you know like yeah. is he like an a-lister no but he's i think he's still even working today mm. again I, I like him because i've seen interviews with him it's just so unfortunate and i alluded to this before but long duck dong is based on a character in the original christmas vacation national lampoon's story that john hughes wrote like so not the movie Mm. uh i forgot what it was exactly called but he wrote a story for national lampoons and it's semi it's Mm semi-autobiographical and in that story which again that story would later be adapted into christmas Mm. vacation but Mm. in that story there's a character who's just like long duck dong and he's kind of being made fun of in the same way Mm. so i'm not saying it's a good thing but that's where it came from and i guess 
I guess John Hughes was like, I this character's great. I have to put him in something. Mm. And this was his first film, so he chose this. Uh, again, I don't think it adds anything to the movie. I think, you know, there's enough of the other side characters that yeah. we don't need another side character with him. Mm. It's so weird, too, that, like, uh, okay, so just a little background, right? Uh, he's an exchange student who's staying, or is he adopted? I'm not sure. Um, They're not really an, clear. I think he's an exchange student. I'm unclear because so, so Sam's grandparents are hosting him, yeah. but they're making him call them grandma and grandpa. Yeah. That's a little weird. And I'm not really sure how that is organized. Did they just hear like in the local neighborhood that the school didn't have enough like families to host? But it always seems a bit like they kind of are hosting him so he'll do their chores because they keep referring to like, you know, when he does all of the like, you know, stuff around the house. It seems a bit like, mm. yeah, well, and all the like, ooh, and like, what is going on? And all here? the horrible like, you know, clapping. Like, you know, dong with his awful, like, clapping in his face, like, which seems a bit like, mm, I think he does that all the time. Just that whole situation yeah. is a bit strange. It's very strange. Mm. It's, it's <laughs> weird. It's, uh, we have an award named after him for a reason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Long Duck Dong. Mm-hmm. Not the best moment in teen film history. No. I'm sort of glad that this film was made first by John Hughes, because... What if he tried to add him into the Breakfast Club or something like, ugh. <laughs> God. So I'm glad he kind of, I'm glad Long Duck Dong is in the movie that already has lots of awful stuff in it. Like, I'm glad it wasn't in, like, Pretty in Pink or, like, you know. So I'm glad they were kept as, like, you know, perfect. And then all the dodgy stuff was in this one. <laughs> and Weird Science, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but again, <laughs> I forgot about Weird Science. Also problematic, but. I think that was always Again, bad. all those movies have <laughs> All his movies have heart and some fun yeah. in them. So I don't want Long Duck Dong to soil 16 Candles completely. Yes. No, there's definitely uh, worse characters to come. But, uh, <laughs> One more thing about the Donger, if you will. Yes. Who's that woman that he ends up dating? Is she a teacher? Is she a really old looking um, student? I'm not sure. I think she's a student. I feel like she's like on the track team or something because she's talking about being really fast. I always thought she was a gym teacher and I was like, oh my yeah. God, because she is a lot older at least she looks it but i hope not i hope she's a student because yeah. long duck tongs is i always assume she's a student but they're trying to throw in like a i don't really know what they're trying to say about that character i think it's racist in itself too like oh my god <laughs> the silly chinese guy even got a girl but sam is shut out yeah like, which is like uh, why can't he get someone you know like why can't he connect with someone like <laughs> yeah and she's like you know the dong has been here like five minutes and he's got someone i've been here my whole life and i've got no one like okay shawnee you're up 11th candle for this sweet 16 all right i think i'm gonna go with something i don't like sort of the way that the movie treats caroline oh good one yes i feel like the movie kind of sets it up that really when you watch it you go actually jake is just tired of going out with her but he doesn't want to just be grown up and break up with her so it's sort of he's now decided that everything he thought was fine like her partying and drinking and all of that that he thought that was fine like last week but then it's sort of really it's kind of like he's just trying to get rid of her and he's decided that she's just like you know yucky and like partying and he wants like you know a nice little sort of virgin girlfriend it's sort of the movie kind of portrays her like she's this really awful person but you actually go she's actually just like normal and then the other girls are sort of talking about the fact that apparently she's really nice. Like, and I think it's just, it really shows her in like a really bad light to almost justify him, like, you know, chucking her. But I think it's sort of, I think that's really unfair. <laughs> I think she's actually just like a nice, normal person. And maybe she just likes to party a bit, but like, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> 
Well, Jake is hosting the party, so yeah. how the hell can he talk? And he gets really angry, but it's like, <laughs> but you knew the party was going on, and you went upstairs and just like pretended it wasn't happening. Like, um, I think you like you're not respecting your parents either. <laughs> you're letting them trash the house. Like, you, if he's the most popular guy in the school, he could have very easily gone. Everyone get out, and they would have listened. Yeah, we'll talk about Jake in a yeah. little bit for sure. Yeah. But just back to Caroline because I don't mm. want to miss her. Every time I watch this movie, I like her more and more. Yeah, and I, I realize do as well. she's not the bad guy. Mm. She's so she's so nice. Yeah. But you know, a couple things, right? Like I know it's a body double. I'm pretty sure it's a body double. Yeah. But there's like a nude scene with her in this film. Yeah. It's a little weird. I don't need to see a high schooler completely naked theoretically. Yeah, and there's like a weird sound effect, like boom, like it's sort of. Yeah. like boob sound effect like i don't know but i just feel like that bit wasn't necessary it wasn't necessary the only part that i thought oh okay i do understand this is like when you're growing up mm. people grow up at different rates right yeah like you know I, th- I think we all remember a moment where we saw someone and like wow they look a lot more adult than i do yeah know? i mean to put it more diplomatic right like yeah I feel awkward about my body. And Sam certainly feels awkward about her body. Yeah. But did we need to see her completely naked to convey that? Yeah. Like, we could have just saw her head and, and saw the shower, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's setting up this, like, as a lot of movies do, it's setting up this weird competition between, like, the two girls that there actually isn't a competition. Not at all. They're not even in, like, the same sphere at school. She, Caroline probably doesn't even know that Sam is alive. But it's setting up this weird kind of, which movies love to do. They love to, like... It doesn't mean anything, but they love to just add in like, oh, there's two girls. There must be a competition. Like, there isn't. There's definitely not in Caroline's mind. (laughs) No. And honestly, I think she's great. Like, Mm. I'm not always a fan of when people are playing like high or people are playing drunk. But I think she's like a really, like, she made me laugh as a drunk with her and her friends when the hair gets cut. Yeah. Like, that bit is funny. She's not like a nasty drunk or anything. And she's not like trashing the house. No. Like, she's just, you know, as they seem to always do. Apparently, they have parties at Jake's all the time. And he's obviously fine with it other times but she's just like you know having a good time like it's the weekend they've had a dance like she's not a bad person but it's kind of making her a bit like oh she's a bit like you know trashy and awful and isn't it good that he doesn't want to date her anymore but I actually think she's kind of treated really unfairly because she's just she seems really nice I don't know. <laughs> she does and she's funny and she's yeah. like she's not doing anything mm-hmm. other high schools wouldn't do or mm-hmm. aren't doing there so let's just do it then. Let's just light this next Ooh. candle and I'll be the one to light right. it for Jake Ryan. And is there a more, is there a character in teen film history who is like completely 180 the reputation more than Jake Ryan? Yeah, I don't, I don't think there is. Cause like at least in other teen films, if there's like the villain character, like in Pretty in Pink, like, you know, you know, James Spader is awful because he's just awful the whole time. But like at least at least you know that going in. But this it's kind of like they kind of make it seem like Jake Ryan's just like, you know, ideal and he's great. And then as you watch the movie you go like, ugh, ugh. Like, mm. Like I think when I first saw this before I noticed problematic things when I was just a little teen and I didn't think about things like that. But I used to think, you know, Jake Ryan was like a massive babe because you're meant to think that. But now it's like I watch it and I just want to like punch him in the face because I just like he is horrible. <laughs> and famously, uh. this actor kind of le- left the business. Um, he's like a carpenter now yeah. or something. For generations, the ideal uh. guy in a movie was Jake Ryan. Uh. Like so many mm. people. Even when I was watching this, be- being younger, I was like, wow, there- is there anyone cooler than Jake Ryan? Mm. Everyone loved Jake Ryan. So yeah. like no one should feel bad for like the cult of Jake Ryan. Mm. But if you watch this film now... <sighs> 
he makes so many decisions that are so yeah. screwed up. You, you hit a big one, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, like dumping Caroline, which is fine. Yeah. If he's not into her anymore, fine. But like blaming her. Yeah. Her. But have a talk to her about that. Don't just like you know sell her for a pair of knickers to some nerd. Like you know. Be responsible and just like treat her like a person, not like a piece of trash. Which he does, and I think it's really, um, I think it's sweet how he, how he recognizes Sam, and he's like, "Wow, you know what? Like, this is someone who I would like to get to know." But mm. if you think about it, he doesn't know a thing about no. her, and he's just. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> he hasn't stopped to get to know her at all. They have a study period together, yeah. but it's not like a class. And it's like, so it's not like, oh, I, I... does he actually like anything about her, or is he now just interested because he knows she likes him? What does he actually like about her? Very, very logical like question. And, and as we go through the movie, he just his girlfriend is Caroline at the party, very, very drunk, yeah. and this is probably the most problematic thing. Oh. In the film. And it's like they don't even try and hide how awful he is. He's actually like straight up saying all these awful things. Like it's it's been in there all along that he's actually awful and we've just never noticed. <laughs> you better not be dicking me around. Be a major downer to try and get together with this girl and find out she really does think I'm a slime. Jake, would I dick you? Let me put it to you this way. What happens to me if I dick you? <laughs> I'll kick your ass. <laughs> right. So why would I lie? But I feel compelled to mention to you, Jake, I mean, if all you want off the girl is a piece of ass, I mean, I'll either do it myself or get someone bigger than me to kick your ass. I mean, not many girls in contemporary American society today would give their underwear to help a geek like me. I can get a piece of ass anytime I want. Shit, I got Carolyn in the bedroom right now, passed out cold. Could violate her ten different ways if I wanted to. What are you waiting for? I don't know. She's beautiful and she's built and all that. I'm just not interested anymore. Does that really matter, guy? Yeah, it matters. She's totally insensitive. Look what she did to my house. She doesn't know shit about love. What I think she cares about is partying. I want a serious girlfriend. Somebody I can love that's gonna love me back. Is that psycho? It's beautiful, Jake. You know, I think a ton of guys feel the same way as you do. Really? Yeah, it's just they don't they don't have the balls to admit, you know what I mean? I mean, they're just, they're wimps. Samantha is, uh, she's really special, you know? Make a deal with you. Let me keep these. I'll let you take Carolyn home. But you gotta make sure she gets home. You can't leave her in some parking lot somewhere, okay? Jake, I'm only a freshman. So she's so blitz, she won't know the difference. Jake, I don't have a car. You can take mine. Jake, I don't have a license. I trust you. <laughs> no. He's like, oh, Caroline's passed out up there. I could violate her yeah. ten times if I wanted to. What? And then the little nerd's like, well, and, and what I- are you waiting for? Like, um, what? Excuse me? What is happening? Like, um... Yeah, like, is this really in a movie? I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. And he's like, no, I- I'm not going to do that. I'm a good guy. Dude, for even thinking yeah, that you're not a good like, guy. you actually just, like, mentioned that. So now we're like, have you thought about that before? Like, oh, have you done that before? Like, I don't know. But apparently they have these parties all the time. And like, Jeez, yeah. Even if you don't want to go out with her anymore, obviously she- we have those parties all the time. She probably stays over after the parties all the time. Why not just 
you might not want to date her anymore, but you still should respect her as a person. Why not just leave her upstairs, let her sleep it off, wake up tomorrow, and then talk about it. Don't go, well, I don't want anything to do with her anymore. I'll just let some rando take her home while she's completely off her face. Absolutely. Clearly his family is very rich, right? Yeah. So they have more than one bedroom. Yeah. He can sleep in another bedroom and she'll be safe there. Like, yeah. again, you don't have to. It's like, I need her away from me Yeah, because right now, now I've just decided she's awful. Like, I just get her away from me and I'll just leave her with anyone. But then he goes like, you know, but you've got to make sure she gets home. Well, why? You obviously don't care if she gets home or not. No, of course not. Because he sends a drunk kid yeah. who's admittedly also very drunk and can't to drive. drive his father's car. Yeah, who can't drive. Basically a death wish. Yeah. They're lucky they survived. And then also... He doesn't care. It's been debated whether... you know, I, I don't want to get this dark, but, you know, like whether it's a rape or not yeah. uh, between the geek and what happens there yeah. uh yeah they're kind of the, you know sure about that but yeah because it's not great but yeah, yeah. C- caroline at least seems to have been somewhat lucid yeah you know she's like i really enjoyed it you were good she seems to kind of even remember more than him so in that respect yeah. maybe maybe it w- was consensual we don't need it yeah but... and i just hate how they throw in that they're like a couple after that it's like they put that in to like make it okay what happened like mm, yeah like no that doesn't make that's it not okay. believable no. and she's so not gonna go out with him obviously <laughs> and the person that i think the person we have to blame is the person who we we lit the candle yes. for and that's jake ryan Definitely. because he sends them on this and he's the one who knows that they're both not in a state to be doing yes. this and and someone might say you know the uh, the excuse in the show is always like He's in high school. His judgment is is not supposed to be great. But this is beyond, like, bad high school yeah. judgment. I, I know high schoolers who would make better judgments than, yeah. than what Jake and Ryan is doing. he seems grown here. up enough, like, in the rest of his attitude, to know that that's not right. And he's sober. The bottom yeah. line is, like, he's sober. I don't think he's been drinking all night. Mm. They don't show it. And if he is, he's clearly not drinking to that extent. Yeah. Because I think he's he just, is, like, given up on the party sober. altogether. He's just like, I'm out of this party. Like, I don't think he is joining in in any way <laughs> you know he's completely of sound mind so there's no excuse for his decision <laughs> absolutely not just i know this is so much less of a problem than everything else we're saying but he dresses like such a dad <laughs> it's like disturbing to me yeah with his own like vests and everything but <laughs> his vest is like tucked in shirt with those like weirdo cargo <laughs> pants <laughs> yes <laughs> I was I was reading today that like Vigo Mortensen was second place. Yes, and uh, I think Molly role. Ringwald wanted him to be in it because apparently in the audition he kissed her and she was all like, "Oh my god!" And I think she thought, "Oh yeah, yeah." And I, I think about she that. thought the guy that they ended up picking. I think she just thought it was a bit awkward because he was really shy. So I think she kind of struggled in that role with him because he was sort of a bit. He was just really quiet and shy, and I think she kind of you know. Wanted the guy that was kissing her in the audition. <laughs> Viggo Mortensen's such like a, uh, I don't know, he seems like a pretty conscious guy. Yeah. I'm glad for his sake he didn't do that role because I feel like it would eat him alive if he pl- he was Jake Ryan. Like, yeah. I feel like the whole world would have changed and he might not have been our Aragorn in Lord of the yes. Rings. Or he <laughs> no, might have been Aragorn and we all would have gone, oh no, he's Jake <laughs> Ryan. Ugh. But like, yeah, I'm glad. And that really does not seem like his type of film at all. No, I, I think that he was in Witness, so like that is more a Viggo Mortensen type of film, not Sixteen Candles. Like, oh yeah, I'm sort of glad that he wasn't in it because yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, when you're starting your career with Witness instead yes. of 16 Candles, <laughs> you're pretty much changing the tra- trajectory of what it's all yes. going to be. Yes, all leaning <laughs> Aragorn, and he might not have got a look in otherwise. So it was it was lucky, lucky for him. <laughs> okay, 13th Candle. Okay. This is yours, Shoni. All right. Um, well, I think we've sort of touched on it a little bit, but maybe <clears throat> the sort of conversation between Sam and her dad after because it's that this movie I always find a little bit odd because it's sort of she's the main character but for a whole chunk of the middle of the film she disappears and it becomes this weird party scene that has nothing to do with her and it always seems really a bit strange like it's two different movies it's like the Sam movie and then there's this party movie in the middle but but she finds yeah that's a yeah, good call. but she finally reappears and obviously unfortunately after her awful day she's on the couch because there's no rooms left in the house because I've chucked her out of her room <laughs> because of her grandparents. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's kind of just downstairs. I think she's just feeling sorry for herself. It's just been the worst day ever. <laughs> Even if it wasn't forgetting her birthday, she's had a bad day anyway. Yeah, and then she, the dad sort of comes down and finally goes like, oh, I'm really sorry. We've remembered, like, it's your birthday. We were terrible. Like, I kind of wish the mum had come down as well because it seems a bit like we're just sending one family member down to apologise. <laughs> but yeah, I just think even though the dad's a bit, he just, I don't know, seems a little bit dense because he just doesn't seem to get at all what she's <laughs> saying, which I think she's being very clear about what she's saying. But yeah, it just seems like a very keen movie, parent-child exchange. Like, I'm glad that they threw it in because at least someone's going, I'm sorry, we, you know, we were wrong. It was your birthday. We shouldn't have forgotten you. We still love you, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and I think it's one of the more iconic moments of the film, mm. that's for sure. And then, yeah, at the end he throws in, like, you know, make sure you wear the pants in the family. And it's like, ah! And then she remembers, you know, the awkwardness of earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he's saying. I just think he's saying it in, like, a very 1980s way. Like, yeah. he's saying to her, like, oh, you, you should stick up for yourself. You know, yeah. you should, like... And then he's sort of like, I don't really feel like this has helped, but could you just tell me that it's helped so I feel better about myself? But <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, Dad. But really, it's like, hmm, they haven't really helped. It might, he might have helped a little bit because it just helped her say it out loud. Just you know get her feelings out even though he wasn't really understanding but <laughs> yeah no um but again that's why i kind of liked him though because it did feel like a mm. a dad not relating to his daughter very like teenage yeah. dad kind of thing okay 14th candle Ooh. and this is an, another negative one unfortunately mm. it's just overall the casual racism slash homophobia slash mm. ableism slash uh it's, it's peppered throughout the dialogues yes. like Offensive dialogue, yeah, we'll say. it definitely is. Now, because no one says... Oh, God, see, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> but no one exactly. no one says like, those kind of, you know, slurs, the homophobic slurs anymore. And when you watch 80s films and they just throw it in all the time, it's like, ugh, ugh. Because I was thinking about it last night. There was I mean, like, that was the one of the 80s. Then, like, in the 90s, there was a different one. Then when I was at school, everyone would just go like, oh, that's gay. But I was thinking, like, now yeah. in this kind of generation, there's not, like, a new one. Because people now go, like, you can't say that. Like, you can't just throw in, like, a casual slur about everything. Yeah, so I feel like there's not, like, a 2020 version of that, which is good. And it's now that's not in films. But, yeah, when you hear it, it's, like, thrown in all over the place. It's like, ugh, please just, that didn't need to be there. (laughs) (laughs) And, again, it's not something I'm going to blame the film for completely. Because I I think 
people were talking like that. As you yeah. said, even when we were in school, the words were different, but people were still yeah. being very offensive yeah. when it comes to that. Like in the prism of today, mm. it is still jarring at times yeah. when they drop, you know, the homophobic slurs or yeah. even some lines like this always catches my ear even the first time i watched this movie when she's talking about at the beginning with her best friend she's talking about what she wants and something i forget like yeah. a, like a daydream sequence yeah. and she's like oh something like a dreamy guy and yeah. trans am and she says black and her friend goes oh, black guy she's like, like no, it's a bad guy. thing and she's like no what pink guy or whatever like mm. yeah pink guy yeah oh because okay. i forgot what she <laughs> And it's like, what? Like, yeah. uh, why is this in here? Like, we're all supposed to be, oh, my God. Like, oh my she God. would be with a black guy? Yeah. Like. Uh, like, mm, that bit, like, because the movie felt like, oh, my God, we have to clarify that, like, you know, she wants a white guy. Like, oh, my God. But, like, didn't, that yeah, didn't like, need to be in, in there. You could just talk about a car, a little daydream, and just move on. But Yeah. And, again, maybe at the time it wasn't as offensive. And, I, again, I wasn't offended. I wasn't like, oh, my God, yeah. I need to shut this movie off. <laughs> but it does take me out of mm. it today a little bit like hearing stuff like that mm. and uh you know there's a couple other ones i mean all the language towards long duck dong is racist yeah. you know and like you said the musical cues the gong and yeah. stuff like that but that part doesn't age as well and, and you know you've alluded to this before other john hughes films have some of this but not to the amount that yeah 16 Candles like has. you watch sort of pretty in pink and you go well obviously there's bits just character wise i don't like like blaine is a weenie but it's not like doing anything. He's just doing like awful emotional kind of stuff, but there's not anything. He's not doing anything like nasty or awful or like, you know, illegal to her. Like it's sort of James Spade is just mean, but like he's not doing anything like, you know, illegal or throwing girls out like they're rubbish. But so at least you watch that and you go, there's not actually really anything problematic. But then this one, you just go like, Ugh. I mean, I still enjoy parts of it, but just the other bits, I just bother me more and more <laughs> like could you imagine ferris bueller like spitting out a homophobic slur yeah like oh <laughs> no that just would ruin the whole tone of just the fun the fun of being ferris like you know <laughs> so i i guess you know maybe hopefully john hughes learned a little bit maybe he was like oh it was a little too harsh with that yeah one. okay shawnee this is your last candle right. so um 15th candle i think this is sort of like a positive one because this scene always seems funny it's the whole wedding everything the sort of getting ready for the wedding in the morning that oh yeah sort of thing. and then obviously the awkward funniness of Ginny. um she's woken up it's the day of her wedding she's got a period um and she's in like a lot of pain so then she takes like muscle relaxers but the mother thinks she's just taken one and she's taken kind of like five or something so she's completely out of it so this scene is sort of just like <laughs> is hilarious it's funny it has a character or an actor we've talked about before yeah. which is the the what's her name in teen witch yes i don't remember her name in that i forgot madam, her name Some, madam, madam something Bing, serena yeah madam serena but yes zelda yeah. rubenstein is hilarious as the little organ player who has a very uh, liquidy sounding bag so uh, i think afterwards she's uh, <laughs> having a bit of a tipple after the she's done her organ playing <laughs> <laughs> She's sort of just this funny little, like, you know, side character that keeps popping up through the wedding scene. But yeah, I always think it's funny the bit just before they start walking Ginny up the aisle that, yeah, the dad sort of rushes out the back because <clears throat> they've heard someone faint. And then the mum's like, you know, we don't want to announce to everyone that she's on a period. And then it's like, she just, oh, yeah. that just echoes throughout the church. So it's like, oh my God. Just... And then like Rudy throws in, you know, 
guess those people that thought we had to get married feel stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, one of the Murray brothers, the elder brother of yeah. Bill Murray is the priest. <laughs> yeah, and he's not like he's not particularly funny yeah, or anything. Quite... But now people just think that that's like you know trivia, but really it was just just <laughs> having a bit part in a film. But <laughs> yeah, the wedding scene is sort of. I mean, it's over the top, but it's funny. It's just like a funny, awkward. I like it. Yeah, there's even like a line the dad throws in, like, "Oh, I paid seven thousand dollars yeah. for this wedding, and I'm not going to see it." I'm like, "Oh, if you can get a wedding for seven thousand yeah. dollars these days, buddy, you should be happy." Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But and then the whole, you know, the wedding is finished, and then Jenny's like throwing like you know her stockings and her shoes and her petticoat, <laughs> and she's just like, and the husband's kind of like, "Oh my god, this is how I was planning." day to go but she sort of just like drives away and then sam kind of misses it all because she rushes in because she's forgotten her veil and then she's like well you know everyone's gonna be waiting for me and the little organ lady's like yeah okay whatever which i'm glad you bring up because that is my 16th candle Mm -hmm. the ending of this film which again i keep losing respect for jake ryan (laughs) so i'm upset that it's him but look, this is something she wanted. It doesn't mean they're getting married or anything. Maybe she's going to date him and be like, oh, I can date other people. This guy sucks. (laughs) But (laughs) I love this ending. I just love the music. Mm. Like, who me? Yeah, you. You know? Yeah. It 
<laughs> it is weird. Like, let's hang out. Like, she skips the reception, and that's the most fun part of the wedding. So yeah. that, I feel bad about that. And that reception was probably going to be hilarious because Ginny was off her face. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, you know, probably would have been a fun time. Yeah. Even still, it's such an iconic moment. Mm. You know, the transition from that to like them on the on the table with the cake. Yes that her wish you know has already come true and my heart warms when i see this because i have strong nostalgia feelings Mm. and it's again such an iconic moment yeah definitely it's the moment of the film like everyone knows yeah this point and and if you can line shot all of that you know (laughs) and if you can open up a movie with something memorable and close a movie with something memorable Mm. then you've at least done like most of the job right yeah and I think that's what keeps this movie timeless, that it ends on a sweet note. Mm. It has some funny beats. It Yes, there are problematic things. Yeah. But I generally believe if you took out those things, you would have a, like a near-perfect movie, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think if you took out those sort of things, you could have more like a kind of sweet movie like you know to all the boys I've loved before. Like it would be, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. Would be more that kind of film if they'd actually just not thrown in party stuff the awful jake stuff if he'd been a bit more like you know peter kavinsky that sort of thing like <laughs> it should have been that sort of movie but i think because it was his first one he had all these national lampoon ideas still like going around so it was kind of yeah and i mean later he got there like pretty in pink has a much better tone because it actually stays with molly ringwald's character the whole time and it's sort of definitely about her it's not kind of going off to like other weird plots but yeah <laughs> all right those are our candles you know i'm satisfied with that mm. the candles on the cake may be lit but before we blow them out i got some more questions for you shawnee to keep the party going mm-hmm. if you will oh. so what we're gonna do we're gonna have a little fun i pulled up two buzzfeed quizzes that are kind of related to 16 candles mm-hmm. and you know we're, we're gonna see what answers you all get right, cool so are you ready to play mm-hmm. yep the first one is which john hughes classic are you Mm. Question one. Pick a high school class. Music, computer science, home economics, auto shop, probably detention, gym, AP physics, civics, or LOL, like I went to class. <laughs> um, hmm. Maybe I'll pick the first one. Music. Music. I'm not very musical, but that okay. sounds more like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pick an item of clothing. Mm. They have a bra. Okay. A denim jacket, mm-hmm. a fedora, ho- a hockey jersey that says USA on the front, mm-hmm. a kind of like, you know, those like Norwegian knit sweaters with a reindeer mm-hmm. on them, a gray scarf, uh, fingerless leather gloves, Ooh. pink underwear, or sunglasses. Um, I think I might pick the scarf, like good scarves. <laughs> there you go. There you mm-hmm. go. Okay. Pick a beverage. Pepsi, ice water. Ruby red grapefruit juice, beer, orange juice, Coca-Cola, Jello shots, martini, or a Manhattan? Um, orange juice. Orange juice it is. Where are you on a Friday night? Trolling message boards, wherever the wind takes me. Sleeping, I have to get up early. Working, watching Netflix with my boo, reading comics, moping in my room, drinking and bowling. Or watch, watching a band you've never heard of. Um, I'm probably watching Netflix. There we go. Pick a ride at Disneyland. Autotopia, Alice in Wonderland, Space Mountain, The Matterhorn, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Peter Pan's Flight, The Haunted Mansion, 
The Mad Tea Party, or It's a Small World? I think Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. What are you most proud of? Your 401k, ingenuity, your family, your car, your style, your sense of humor, your video game collection, your music collection, or your reputation? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe my family. There we go. Don't worry, there's not too much more. <laughs> your crush just walked in. Oh my god! <laughs> what do you do? Say something funny, try not to stare, make eye contact, play it cool, go talk to them, politely wave, run and hide, say something inappropriate, <laughs> or I don't have time for this is the last um, answer. Probably run away. <laughs> <laughs> run and hide. Uh, yeah. What career would you like to have? A startup CEO, a fashion designer, a record label owner, an engineer, sports radio talk show host, something in sales... Or career, quote unquote, is too defining for me. Or stop pressuring me. <laughs> um, I might go with fashion designer. Fashion designer. Okay. Last question. Which classic Motown song do you want to dance to? Ooh. Nowhere to Run, Standing in the Shadows of Love, This Old Heart of Mine, Superstition, Dancing in the Street, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, My Guy, Brick House, or Shotgun. Hmm. Um. What was the third one? This old heart of mine. I'll have that one. Guess what? What? So poetic. Mm. You got sixteen oh, candles. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are still figuring yourself out, but that's okay since you have the support of your friends and family, even if it doesn't always feel that way all the time. Yes, they may embarrass you every now and then, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Mm. By the way, I got weird science <laughs> when I did it, so. Mm. <laughs> okay, one more quiz. This one should be easier. It's called, Everyone Has a Molly Ringwald Character Who Matches Their Personality. Mm-hmm. Here's yours. Okay. <laughs> okay, choose a John Hughes film. Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller, Sixteen Candles, Some Kind of Wonderful, or mm-hmm. Home Alone? Uh, I'm Pretty in Pink. What's your dream job? So similar question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fashion designer, actor, singer, lawyer, detective, or writer? Um, I might pick writer out of that one. Choose a character from The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Claire, John, Allison, Brian, Carl, or Andy? I might pick Allison. There we go. I love Ali Sheedy. <laughs> yeah. That's who I would pick. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Uh, blue, green, orange, purple, pink, or red? Purple. Choose your character from Riverdale. Okay. <laughs> Jughead, Josie, Veronica, Betty, Archie, or Cheryl? Probably Betty. I don't know. I'm hoping this is the comics, not the awful show. But... <laughs> no, it's the show. Ah, it's the show, sorry. Okay, I'll pick Betty anyway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Choose a 90s accessory. Butterfly clip, choker, stick-on earrings, scrunchies, bobble hair ties, or mood ring. I'm going to go with butterfly clips because I wore a ton of them at the time. <laughs> pick another member of the Brat Pack. Andrew McCarthy, Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, Demi Moore or Rob Lowe? I might pick Ali Sheedy again. Just, you know. I'd pick Andrew McCarthy, but... Oh! Mm. You got Andy from Pretty in Pink. Mm. There we go. <laughs> so you like that movie, so there, there you go. go. Like... That's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love those BuzzFeed quizzes. Mm. I love springing them on people because they're just so silly. They're just so silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the algorithm? Who the hell Yeah, knows? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so now some other questions, some important questions, because there are real awards that we have to ask. 
every mm-hmm. week. Wooderson Award. What character would you have liked to see more of in this film? Um, well, I think I already talked about that, but I think Joan Cusack could have popped up more. <laughs> Maybe had some lines. Absolutely. You know? I honestly think we answered almost all these yeah. questions in the episode, but let's do it as a recap. Joan Cusack, couldn't agree yeah. more. I could I could do more with her brother and, yeah. and uh, whatever his do- friend Cliff, is, you know. Mm. <laughs> Cliff, yeah. I could do more of those yeah. two. Okay, next award. Well, we'll save the next award for last because it's obvious, <laughs> but okay. Next award I'll say is the Cameron Fry Award. Yeah. Too old to be a high schooler. Who in here looked too old to be in high school? Um... Well, there's a few. Long Duck Dong. Probably uh, Jake Ryan looked a bit old. But Jake Ryan's Absolutely. friend. That scene. Oh, my God. to his friend about Sam. That guy looks about, I don't know, late 30s at least. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times he failed high school, but what is he doing there? <laughs> that is not a high schooler. It is so distracting. That was my pick. This guy is like... He's huge, and I get it. He's like, you know, a meathead jock. But yeah. He does not look like a high schooler at all. He could be like, and it's funny, I'm, uh, like you know. <laughs> and he's telling Jake, like, "Oh, you don't date her. She's like a She's kid. Not She's like serious. a baby." Well, okay. But you know what? Yeah. He's right because Jake Ryan's thirty something too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those two are white, but that guy especially. It's like, what are you doing? Who are you? Go get a job. Yeah, man. like you know. But even like I said, Long Duck Dong's the yeah girl he goes out with like right like some of these people are so yeah. old the way they're casted yeah. that I, I get them confused whether they're a teacher <laughs> or a student you know yeah but yeah there's a lot in this film but they're too old <laughs> <laughs> okay probably the easiest award i've ever given out mm. uh long duck dong award uh, whose character's omission would make this film better <laughs> well long duck yes dong. <laughs> anyone else though fit fit the bill for you um Maybe like everyone at the party. But I mean, we had to have a party scene, but we didn't. But yeah, yeah but so. yeah, probably just Long Duck Dong. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one more than Yeah. <laughs> he wins his own award. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's named after him. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes gives this film 85% hmm. by the critics and 85% by the audience. Hmm. But on a scale of A plus to F, what will you grade 16 Candles? Uh... I mean, I think when I first saw it, I probably would have given it an A. I feel like it's probably oh, B minus. Getting maybe not a C, but it's low B minus, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I gave this movie a B, B plus. It has a lot of things that are very important to the genre. Yes, definitely. But you're absolutely right. Like, Without some of the stuff we discussed, and on my first watch and my early watches, mm. this was an A. This was the teen film that all of the teen films had to measure themselves yeah. by. And that's totally changed. Mm. I still like watching it. I still plan to watch it every yeah. year I do this podcast. But maybe it's so fun to talk about now because there's so many things that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this is in here. But there's also so many moments of heart yeah. and tenderness and it does capture what it's like to be an awkward teen. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> okay, 16 Candles Sleeping Bag. What does it look oh, like? Um, maybe something like birthday themed. Maybe something sort of like glittery. I don't know. Maybe like silver glitter on the outside. Seems birthday-ish to me, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool. I would do like something that looks like Jake Ryan's. Not the car <laughs> that, not the dad's car, but his mm-hmm. car. His like red sports car. Mm-hmm. I would do something in that color. Again, I don't want to salute Jake Ryan, but 
I always recognize his cars here. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're like really like 80s cool guy cars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, random recommendation. If you and I are having a slumber party and one of the movies we're watching is 16 Candles, we have our classic video store, Mm -hmm. rent two movies, get one free deal. Mm -hmm. What two other films or should we rent for our slumber party Um, today? Well, you know, just going to go obvious. I feel like it should be Pretty in Pink. And probably The Breakfast Club. That's a good triple bill. (laughs) John Hughes Marathon. We get to compare the work, especially the early Mm -hmm. work here. So, yeah, I love it. Well, Shoney, this was a blast. Thank you for celebrating High School Slumber Party's birthday with me. Happy birthday. We could finally finally blow out, I guess, the two candles because it's only the second second birthday. I hope we don't get to 16 years (laughs) because then I'll be doing this a very long time and it might be a little awkward at that point but but yeah thank you for celebrating this birthday thank you for inviting me to the party good fun (laughs) and guess what I made a wish Mm -hmm. and it already came true because we had a very fun episode talking about 16 candles (laughs) big thank you to Shawnee for celebrating our birthday with us. That was awesome. Loved her take on 16 Candles. Really can't get enough of 16 Candles, for better or worse. And if you can't get enough of 16 Candles, just a reminder, I mentioned it before, but we had not one, but two episodes last year on this film for our birthday. And if you still can't get enough of 16 Candles, well... Wait one year, because we're going to do it again for our birthday next year. And of course, you can find all episodes of High School Slumber Party in our archive at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. But if you don't want to wait till next year for more High School Slumber Party episodes, don't worry. We're twice a week these days. And our next episode will be next Friday with none other than the foodie films man himself, my partner in crime, Kyle Reinfried. He'll be here, and we're talking a newer movie, Big Time Adolescence. This is dope. This one? Yeah. Yeah, it sort of just looks like a bunch of scribbles and dicks. When you get older, you realize that's kind of all life is. It's just a bunch of scribbles and dicks and violence all in a void. Zeke was my sister's ex-boyfriend. He was the man. You gotta jerk off before you go fuck a girl. I jerked off before I picked you up. So I would be prepared. I don't know where the fuck we're going tonight. And he made me feel like the man. Fuck yeah, got a home run. Who's gonna drink it? Hold on, what's in that? Whiskey, beer, cough syrup, and Zanibar. Oh, damn. That's my dude. You meet some punk, and you have no idea at the time that he's going to be parked in front of your house every day for the rest of your goddamn life. You're in high school. You should be making friends your own age. I like hanging out with you. This weekend, Paul's house, it's so on. You should sell my pot at your party. You think I'm just going to walk into a party and everyone's going to want to buy pot for me? Call me crazy. You're acting real silly right now, all right? That chick is like 16 years old. Nick, I'm 16. Exactly. What? Kids are supposed to make mistakes. That's what the whole point of being a kid is. 
Yo, I think it's time. What the? You permanently inked Tongue Daddy to your skin. What does that even mean? Oh my God. And you can find Big Time Adolescence on Hulu. It stars Pete Davidson, who just had another film come out, I think last week or this week. But this one, I already watched it. It was really fun, and I can't wait for you to hear our chat about it, because it's equally as fun. We'll put it that way. Anytime Kyle's on, we have a blast. Thank you, slumberers, once again for everything you've brought to my life to make me feel like I'm not just shouting into the void. I really, really appreciate you. I can't honestly express that enough. And I hope you'll join us this Friday. I hope you'll join us next Monday. I hope you join us for every episode of High School Slumber Party. Oh, and I hope you join us this Thursday for our awesome watch party together on Zoom. Stay posted for social media about that. So let's leave you with another song from the 16 Candles soundtrack. And I'm so embarrassed, this is not even one I mentioned in this episode when I was talking about the soundtrack. And it happens to be one of my favorites. That's the Spandau Ballet's True. Remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you might miss it. Later, dudes! It's over. Go home. Go.